Welcome to Daily Daf Differently, a Jcast Network podcast. This daily podcast invites you to join us to study the Daily Talmud page with a variety of liberal rabbis and teachers. For more information about Daily Daf Differently, please visit jcastnetwork.org slash ddd. For more information about the other Jcast Network podcasts and blogs, please visit jcastnetwork.org. Hello, this is Rabbi David Rosen. I'll be with you for Daily Daf Differently for Dapim 51 through 57 of Tractate Shabbat. Back in Chapter 2, you might remember that we learned that on Friday at dusk, just before it gets dark, hot food can be covered up with material that will insulate it in order to keep it warm over Shabbat. But once it gets dark, once Shabbat starts, you can't cover up food in this way because some materials are going to raise the temperature inside the pot and cause the food to cook on Shabbat, which is forbidden. The sages also forbade using materials that won't raise the temperature in the pot uh, because one of the most common materials to use is ashes, and these can contain live coals, which if you stir them on Shabbat, would wind up causing the food to cook. So basically what we're dealing with are statements that are safeguards to prevent you from violating the biblical prohibition of cooking on Shabbat. Ardaf, which is toward the end of chapter 4 of the tractate Shabbat, deals with two questions connected to hatmana, the covering up of, of food. First, what happens if before Shabbat you did as you were supposed to, you covered up food using materials that will not raise the temperature of the food, but then on Shabbat the cover falls off. Can you put it back on or is that just like putting uh, the covering on on Shabbat itself? And a second question, what about cold food? Can you insulate that on Shabbat? The Mishnah states that if you did not cover up food before Shabbat, you can't cover it on Shabbat. We said why that's forbidden. Then it rules if you did cover it before Shabbat and the covering falls off, you can put the covering back in place. On the second issue, the Mishnah states that you can put a jug filled with cold water under a pillow or a cushion on Shabbat. Now, covering up the jug obviously has something to do with temperature, but it's not exactly clear what. Uh, Rashi says that the Mishnah is talking about putting a jug of cold water under a pillow on a hot day so that it stays cool. And other commentators, like Maimonides, assume that the purpose of putting the jug under the cushion is to take the chill off, in other words, to warm it up a little bit. The Gemara starts with the second issue, the issue of whether it's okay to cover up cold things on Shabbat, and I'm going to divide up the Gemara's discussion into three units. First unit starts with a teaching from Shmuel, one of the earliest of the Amoraim, the Talmudic sages who lived and taught after the period of the Mishnah. Shmuel was the head of the academy at Nahardea, one of the great Torah centers in Babylonia, and his counterpart in the other in another Babylonian city, Sura, was Rabbi Abba Bar Aivu, also known as Rav. And the teachings of Rav and Shmuel are the foundation stones of the Babylonian Talmud. They appear very frequently throughout each tractate. At the top of Amud Aleph, Rav Yehuda reports in the name of Shmuel, Mutar lat min et You are permitted to cover up cold things. Now Rav Yosef asks, what does that add beyond what we already know from our Mishnah, which said that you can take a cold jug of water and cover it up on Shabbat? Abai says, well, it does add something, because if we only had the teaching of the Mishnah, which specifies water, we might have thought that it's okay to cover up only things that are things it's not normal to cover up to keep them warm, like cold water, uh, but not all cold things. And Shmuel says, no, 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 it's not only water, it's any cold thing is okay to cover on Shabbat. 
So that's the end of uh, part one. Shimon was a great authority. He wasn't uh, a Tana, however, and the teachings of the Amoraim are not as authoritative as the teachings of the Tanaim. So if we can get a Tanaitic ruling on this about all cold things are okay to cover on Shabbat, then we're going to be in better shape. And that's exactly what comes next in section two. Rav Huna said in the name of Rebbe, cold things may not be covered. Okay, well, there's a teaching, but it says that it's forbidden to cover cold things on Shabbat. Now, Rebbe's the nickname for Rebbe Yehuda Hanasi, the editor of the Mishnah, and it's a little strange that a teaching in his name contradicts the ruling of the Mishnah, which is the book that he put together. Uh, also, the very next thing in the Gemara is uh, a flat-out statement reported that says Rebbe permitted cold things to be covered on Shabbat. So we seem to have a contradiction between Rebbe and himself and Rebbe and the Mishnah. The Gemara resolves this contradiction by reporting that at first Rebbe ruled that covering cold things on Shabbat was forbidden, but then something caused him to change his mind, and the Gemara tells it this way. One day in the academy, Rebbe taught cold items may not be covered on Shabbat. And Rabbi Ishmael, the son of Rabbi Yossi, said to him, Oh, but my father taught that it is permitted to cover cold things on Shabbat. Rabbi thought about this, and then he said, The sage has already ruled, meaning he accepted the teaching of Rabbi Yossi, and he retracted his own original opinion. So now we have a Tanaitic teaching from Rabbi affirming Shmuel's expansion of the Mishnah. Not only water, but any cold item may be covered on Shabbat. Finally, the third unit relates that Rav Nachman, a Babylonian Mara of the third generation, used to ask his servant Daru to cover cold water on Shabbat. When one of the other rabbis questioned this, the Gemara explained that Rav Nachman was just acting in accordance with the ruling of his teacher Shmuel. So you've got first an Amoraic statement saying all cold things are okay to cover on Shabbat. Then you have a Tanaitic statement backing it up. And finally, you've got uh, the rabbi's practicing according to this halacha. Now, the next part of our uh, page deals with, uh, it, it consists of a long citation from the Tosefta of laws that deal with various aspects of Hatmana that are not treated in our Mishnah. It's very typical for the Gemara to reintroduce teachings from the Tosefta, which is a collection of teachings from the same rabbis who, uh, whose teachings appear in the Mishnah, but these teachings did not make it into Rabbi Huda Hanasi's collection. So the Gemara brings them back and puts them into conversation with the teachings that do appear in the Mishnah. We don't have time to review each of these teachings separately, but I will note that there are only minor differences in phrasing between what appears in the Gemara and what appears in the Tosefta, except in one place, and that is around the issue of cold things. The Tosefta states, just as we do not cover hot things on Shabbat, so we do not cover cold things. And that would seem to contradict Rebbe's ruling that covering up cold things on Shabbat is permitted. Well, our version of the Talmud, sure enough, adds a couple of words, and so does the version that appears in the Jerusalem Talmud. And those words are Rebbe Hitir Latmin Etatsonen. So Rebbe permitted covering up cold things on Shabbat. And that ends chapter 3 with a final ruling. May we return to chapter 3 some other time and learn it again. We're going to stop our first lesson here and pick up tomorrow with a new chapter and a new topic. I hope you've enjoyed today's episode of Daily Daf Differently and that you'll join us again tomorrow for a new page. The music at the opening and close of this episode is Ufros from the Epic Horus album One Bead, available on Bandcamp, iTunes, and Spotify.